All right, guys, welcome back to MMA Breakdowns and Bets. Uh, looks like it's just me this week. Uh, Santino has been super, super busy with uh, with other things, and uh, we're both a little bit under the weather. So here I am trooping through. We're going to get this one done. You know, what an awful second option, right? All right, guys, let's just start from the bottom as per usual. We're all about business this week. No hijinks. I got my my tea. And, uh, and we're ready to rock. All right. So first up, we have Tyson Nam and Bruno Silva. Now, Bruno Silva is a fight-ready guy. We, I have trained with him for years and years. Uh, Santino has coached him for years and years. He came in to help Henry uh, Cejudo with his camp a million years ago. He's legit. He is so good. Uh, even in the time that I've trained with him, you know, he's a black, black belt in jiu-jitsu, but his wrestling has leveled up. His striking has always been phenomenal. Uh, he's fighting Tyson Nam, who's who's pretty old here. Uh, look at Bruno Silva's last fights. You know, he he's a small guy. He he never should have been at bantamweight. He's a lot smaller than I am. And even at the time, I was a small flyweight. Um, you know, and he fought Khalid Taha. He's fought uh, Tagir. I, I like Bruno here. I like Bruno in this spot. You know, I know Tyson Nam's a good story. He uh, he cracked a little bit of a, a chinny O'Day in his last fight. But Bruno's fundamentals are a lot more solid. He is clean. He can wrestle. He can grapple. He can do a lot of things really, really well. So for me, in this spot, it's going to be Bruno Silva, and I already have a play on it. Okay. Next up, we have Tony Gravely and uh, Victor Henry. So two guys that I, uh, <clears throat> I have a lot of history with. Uh, Victor Henry, I've never won a bet on him. I can't. Picked Rayoni against him, didn't work out. And then I picked him against, uh, uh, what's his name? Jeez. Uh, it's early morning. A Sun Sal. And, uh, and he shit the bet on that one, right? Gravely, I've actually made money on almost every single time, right? You know when he's going to win, you know when he's going to lose. He lost to Javid, no loss there. You know, no bad, uh, no bad thing there. This matchup is really interesting, right? You have a guy who's just more physically imposing and gravelly, who's strong, can wrestle his ass off, hits hard, versus a guy that's kind of volume and in your face and just wormy, squirmy, kind of crazy. Uh, man, I've been back and forth on this one, and this is a really tough one, but I think I'm going to go Victor Henry here. This fight could be so much easier if we just were guaranteed to know that Victor Henry would get up once he's taken down. Now, he has shown that a few times, and he's with Chad Savage George. Uh, I love CMMA. I think that's a great gym. Uh, I have a feeling that once he's taken down, he's going to stand up. He's going to know how much that wears the gas tank of Tony Gravely. Uh, Victor Henry is a lot bigger, like a lot taller, I guess I should say. Uh, high volume. It's hard to breathe when you have somebody throwing that many punches, that high volume in your face. So uh, I like I like a Victor Henry look here. Now, the problem is this bet could go really sour as the second he's taken down, he just sits on his back and tries throwing up guards and arm bars and and never works back to his feet, right? Striking-wise, I think he's got a good chin. I mean, he does have a good chin. He eats a lot of punches pretty flush, and he kind of walks right through it. Uh, sticks that jab out a million times right in your face. Makes it super, super hard to breathe. So for me, I like a little Victor Henry in this spot. All right. <clears throat> Next up, we have J.J. Aldrich and Ariane Lipsky. This, to me, is probably one of the best spots on the card. I, I, I don't know how it couldn't be. You have a girl that's uh, a decent striker with awful fight IQ and no stand-up game, no get-up game, like right when she's taken down, versus a girl who's you know not the world's best athlete but fights with the highest IQ and always has a good game plan. So you know, I, I think this is one takedown per round. Lipsky's on her back, and Aldrich is, is destroying her, right? Uh, Aldrich has really good awareness when she's on the ground to not get submitted. 
She's big. She's got good hips. Even her striking, she's southpaw. She stays out of danger. Uh, she counters well. She moves well. Uh, I, I don't know how you don't love Aldrich in this uh, in this spot here. Okay. Next up, Mario Batista, and we have Guido Canetti. Uh, I don't see how this one really goes a different way. Guido has been on borrowed time for a long time. He's 43 years old. He got a win against Randy Costa and Chris Moutinho. Who saw that coming? I've been trying to fade Guido at all times, but man, he just keeps rising to the occasion. But against Mario Batista, Mario I've known for a long time. Man, the kid is legit. He is he is so good. I guess I can't even call him a kid. Not anymore. He's uh he's so good. He does everything well. He's not a specialist anywhere, but he's very well rounded. Good striking, good wrestling, amazing cardio. Uh, I mean, the price has gotten out of hand here, but I mean, you just got to figure out a way to play it. Probably Mario inside the distance somehow, some way, right? All right. Next up, we have. Cedricus Dumas versus Josh Fremd. All right, much ado about this one. This is the uh, the hot topic online this week is Dumas versus Fremd. Now, admittedly, I took a position against Dumas when I thought he was fighting uh, Azitar. And not necessarily because I thought Azitar was going to win, but I just don't think Dumas is is uh, where he's he's touted to be. That being said, I went back, I watched the film. I know Fremd well. I've bet on every Fremd fight since before, you know, since in the LFA, right? So long, long, long time. I've won a lot on Fremd. I've lost a little, but mostly won. Uh, Dumas, man, I didn't think he was going to beat Pinage, whatever the guy's name is, because I know that guy pretty well too, right? Going back to his tape, people can say what they want. Say, oh, he's only fought cans. He's he, he's never fought anybody good. But at the end of the day, he's got good cardio, right? He went three hard rounds, uh, wrestling hard. That's what I look for when I'm when I'm watching tape and I'm sitting there watching guys uh, and evaluating their cardio. It's how hard did they have to work? It doesn't matter necessarily the opponent. How hard did they have to work in that fight, and how well did they still hold up? And the thing I'm seeing from Dumas is good hips. He scrambles to the top. His striking is not uh, picture-perfect, technical, and excellent, but he throws hard. He throws with conviction. He's in your face with it. Uh, he counters well. He's got good reflexes. He's got black leticism, right? And Fremd on the other side, man, has he let me down. I, I always want to like Fremd. I want to think of him as this jabbing, low-kicking, mixing the takedowns, and he just does really, really well. But the problem is, is he breaks. The problem is the second that he doesn't get going what he needs to, uh, he's out. And the way that I see this fight going is uh, I, I don't give him a huge advantage on the feet, to be honest with you. He doesn't throw with power. He doesn't really commit to his strikes. He's, he's uh, you know, death by a million cuts. He's going to calf kick you a hundred times. He's going to jab you a hundred times and then hope you start to break down. I see Dumas, if he gets uncomfortable on the feet, he's going to take Josh down. Josh doesn't have great takedown defense. And it's weird because, you know, he's a decent wrestler, at least offensively. Uh, I think the second Dumas gets uncomfortable on the feet, he takes Josh down. I don't even know if he'll be uncomfortable on the feet. Maybe he he pieces him up here. Uh, I just think the athleticism gap is just too much for for this matchup, right? The scrambles, Josh is going to lose. The uh, fighting for top position, Josh is going to lose. He's been, you know, out grappled in his last few fights, taken down, got his back taken. Uh, I, I would love to fade Dumas. But I'm not really even sure why though. Like he hasn't shown me anything that's like, man, screw this guy. But uh, I, I'm going to go Dumas here. I, I don't think uh, this is the, the time for friend. All right. Next up, we got Rafael Asuncao and Davey Grant. 
Uh, I think I like some Davy Grant in this spot. Now, I, I think a lot of recency bias is playing off onto the Asuncao price, right? He uh, he looked good in his last fight against a, a Victor Henry and came up with this master plan to kind of play on the outside and then rush in when it's time. I think Davy Grant's a much better boxer. And uh, he's got really high volume. He hits with conviction. He hits hard. And he's an ultra veteran as well. Um, it's hard to see a Sun Tzu pulling this off two times in a row. Uh, and then other than that, you know, a Sun Tzu's chinny, you know, not the greatest cardio in the world. I, I like me some Davy Grant. Davy fights hard. Uh, it, it's hard to know what to say about these guys, right? When you're sitting here on the spot, you're like, he's good. He's really good. He's going to be in his face. But I, I do like the fight style of Davy Grant. Uh, he slows down, but he throws 10,000 punches before he, he slows down just a little bit. He's tough. He's in your face. Um, God, and he strings combinations together. Whereas Victor Henry was kind of tap, tap, tapping, but could never really get a beat on him because he was in and out. Davy will put combinations together, and that's what I like. Uh, I can't see a Sunset putting this this game planning together two fights in a row. So for this one, I'm going to go Davy Grant. All right. Next up, we have Lucas Brezki versus Carl Williams. Uh, again, this is a hard one to go any other direction for me besides Carl Williams. Uh, Brezki is awful, and he's a guy that I've hated for a long time. And actually, he came back and really impressed me in his last fight. So let's take a look at his record. So honestly, I had a big play on Martin Boudet. He should have won that fight. He looked way better. He was winning that fight. Boudet didn't come with any of the uh, game plan that we were thinking that it than he would, right? Uh, his contender series fight, he fought Dylan Potter, which is no prize. Uh, he beat a very middling guy. The most alarming one was probably against uh, Michael Keita, that draw decision. The guy has got some of the worst cardio ever. I mean, his cardio is legitimately awful. He already has kind of mediocre, not great skills, but then you factor in the cardio, and, and that's something different, right? And we saw Carl Williams uh, in his contender series fight. He fought a Penn State wrestler. Uh, see geez what's his name god when i'm sick i forget everything yeah jimmy lawson and we know jimmy lawson if you've been with my group for a while we bet on jimmy lawson on lfa and all kinds of things right so we know jimmy pretty well he's always won fairly easily carl williams taking him down gassing him out beating his ass uh i don't see how it goes any different here Bresky doesn't have amazing takedown defense he's got bad cardio one round to break versus williams who's far more athletic uh, just moves a lot cleaner he's not awful on the feet Bresky's not really putting guys away anyways. So uh, give me some Carl Williams. I, I really like this spot. Give me Carl Williams. Give me overs, uh, takedowns. You know, it's good to go. All right. Next up, we have Vitor Petrino versus Anton Turkalage, the pleasure man. Uh, you guys remember a few months ago when I was like, yeah, I thought it was this one Brazil. I think it was the guy who fought Abdul Razak Al-Hassan. I was like, I thought it was this one Brazilian, but it, it wasn't. It was a different one. Vitor's who I was looking for. Uh, Vitor's who I was looking for. Man, I think this guy's clean. Uh, I look at his body, and I, I hate betting on these style of fighters. These huge muscled-up guys, uh, you just see them, they're gasting, dwindling, right? But, man, the guy got to finish, what, I think the third round on the Contender Series fight? And it was, I mean, beautiful. Let's see. Uh, no, round two from Hadolfo Bellato, who's 8-1. and one. And then he fought the guy 20-8. and eight. I've been trying to find that film because I think that's going to be the most important. So I got to get on that one. But just watching his skills in Contender Series, man, the guy's good. He's got very, very good hips. He's got a good fight IQ. His striking, he really knows what he's doing, right? He's he's hitting his feints, his counters. Uh, he's slipping and ripping, and he's putting them together. 
uh, I was l- way less than impressed with uh, with uh, Anton Turkalich's uh, film. I, I hated his pre UFC film. He beat an, a dinosaur on the Contender series, and then he goes to the UFC and he loses his first one. I don't really know where this guy ranks. I, I think the the read on this for people is that he's going to stick to to Vitor like glue and just take him down over and over. But his wrestling is really not that good. His striking is pretty non-existent. Keeps his chin up in the air. He's kind of loopy and wild. Um, I mean, really, the only way I could I could see you getting to an Anton bet here is if you're if you're banking on the cardio being bad. But man, Vitor was still pressing hard in round two after tons of grappling exchanges, swinging hard, swinging for the fences, and still had enough gas to put him out. So, uh, man, I I think this one's going to be ugly. I think Vitor is going to run away with this one, uh, and, and and it won't be uh, it won't be pretty. So. I'm going Vitor uh, Petrino in this spot. All right. Next up, we have Saeed Nurmagomedov versus Jonathan Martinez. Now, this is probably the fight I'm going to be most excited for. Uh, two strikers, right? Now, the last fight, it's good. It's interesting because we do get a lot, of, uh, a lot of bias, right? From fight to fight, we, we get a ton of stuff. And I think Saeed's price has dropped considerably because of his last fight. He's finding a guy who's a dog on a bone who, who, who wouldn't let him rest, Saeed Yukub. And I chose Saeed Yukub there. I thought Saeed Yukub was going to be the one to, to, to beat Saeed. And man, that bet was looking good for a long time until it wasn't, right? But now you give Saeed a guy who's comfortable in the pocket, who's going to strike with him. This is going to be a kicking exchange. Uh, it, it's hard to know where to go with this one. So lately, val, value B value B over here. I've been playing a lot of dogs for purely, purely, purely value. I think I like some Jamar in this spot on a value play. Uh, do I necessarily think he's going to win a fight? No, I think it's a really close fight. I think it should be very closely lined. But in a kicking fight where it's two really long guys that like to stay at range, they don't throw hands a lot. Uh, give me the guy who's going to throw a million leg kicks, who, who's pretty educated. Jonathan Martinez, when he does throw hands, is very, very clean. His hands are good. He can put them together, but he's mostly a kicker, right? Uh, two guys are going to stand at range and kick with each other. Give me the dog money on the, on the, the young up-and-coming bull, the young bull. The thing I don't like about uh, Saeed Yukub is he just throws too much spinning stuff. He's always throwing spinning stuff. Uh, you guys called me crazy last week for thinking Grasso was going to win. I think I was one of the only ones to call the Grasso win. Uh, but I just hate Valentina throwing spinning stuff. I hate her inactivity. I hate her on her back. I hate spinning stuff. Saeed Yukub, I'm sorry, Saeed Nurmagomedov is probably the only one I actually do like his spinning stuff. But even then, I think Jonathan Martinez is good, man. So give me, uh, give me a little bit of value here. I'll take Jonathan Martinez. All right, next up, Ricardo Ramos versus Austin Lingo. <clears throat> uh, this is a tee-up spot for, for Mr. Ricardo Ramos. Uh, Lingo came back to win his last fight against uh, against Luis Saldana, and he beat Jacob Kilburn, who shouldn't have been in the UFC, lost to Yusuf Zalal. Uh, that was a cardio thing, right? That was a cardio play. He was not winning that fight until uh, until Lou, Lou death gas, right? And uh, R- Ramos is good. You, you can see Ramos put three rounds together. I mean, he, he's very solid. His striking is so good. His back takes are unbelievable. Uh, weirdly, he can wrestle just a little bit for Brazilian. Uh, I, I really like Ricardo Ramos. I really think he's the truth. And uh, this is a tee-up spot for him to look good. He's a young, exciting prospect that's uh, you know out of Brazil. Lots of finishes, lots of flashy stuff. This is just another spot for him to look really, really good. I think this is a don't overthink it. If he had bad cardio, we'd be talking a different story. Maybe Lingo gets his ass beat for two rounds and comes back in the third. But 
Now, for me on this one, I, I like me some Ricardo Ramos. All right. Moving right along, we have Nikita Krylov and Ryan Spann. Uh, I'm going to go right back to the well with uh, with Krylov. I, I think he really legitimately is that good. I, I know a lot of people are on Spann. Uh, he's too wide for me. Like His punches come too wide. He's, he leaves too much of an open stance. Uh, his cardio is not the best, right? And we saw Krylov push a crazy pace against Ozdemir. I mean, the blast doubles he was hitting, the striking looked clean. He stayed safe until he, he was able to get what he wanted. I mean, he did get tagged a few times. But Krylov knows what he wants to do, right? He wants to drag you to the mat, beat you up. That'd be the end of it. Uh, I see the harder that uh, Krylov makes uh, span work, the easier this fight's going to get for him. So I'm going to take the guy that can just put together three solid rounds over the guy that's kind of a uh, first round or, or, or bust maybe, right? I don't see Ryan Spann throwing out jabs and, and sprawling and brawling for three rounds. Like I could see Krylov taking him down, grinding him out for three rounds. So give me a little bit of Nikita Krylov in this spot, okay? <coughs> All right, next up, Alexander Volkov versus Alexander Romanov. Man, this is a crazy matchup. I can't believe people are so confidently on Romanov, especially after that last one. We've seen in almost every fight he he gasses. And honestly, I think he could be really good. I think uh I think he could avoid the gassing altogether, but the problem is is he doesn't just want to do what's effective. He wants to do what what's flashy, what what looks really cool, right? Instead of just putting your knee in front of the other guy's knee and dragging him to the mat, dag riding him, he wants to do suplexes. All suplexes over your head running these crazy suplexes. Well, the problem is, is he's a big heavyweight. He doesn't have good cardio to begin with. Now you're going to tax your entire system by tossing heavyweight grown men over your head repeatedly over and over and over. Um, if he doesn't do that, right? If he doesn't tax himself and, 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 and do that to himself, uh, I think he wins fairly easily here. His takedowns are incredible. I mean, I know Kutalaba is not the top of the division, but his takedowns are Excellent, right? Uh, he reminds me of um, uh, Sergey Spivak. Amazing takedowns. He does a lot of like judo, a lot of trips, a lot of really, really cool stuff, right? And uh, Romanov's the same kind of way. So, you know, he, he, he doesn't act like an ape. I think he wins easily. Uh, he does act like an ape. The problem is, is taking down someone six foot seven is really hard. When you have, when you're tall like that, you have tall man defense, right? You just kind of keep good balance. You hop around. Guys have to work a lot harder to take you down. So in a world where cardio does exist, uh, now I'm looking at Volkov because Volkov is so tall. If he doesn't die out in the first round, uh, those takedowns are going to get slower and harder each and every single time. And he does have decent takedown defense. I mean, he's what in the 70s, 80s percent Volkov is. At range, that's going to be tough, right? Dealing, getting inside of that range, those long punches, kicks, knees. Uh, Man, this is a tough one. This is probably the biggest one I'm split on because Volk, I'm sorry, Romanov has all the tools to do this and, and do this fairly easily, but you're depending on his awful, awful fight IQ and has it increased that much in that short of a time. Now, Volkov, I haven't been on him for a while. He just looks so slow. He looks like he fades out pretty well too. Um, you know what? No, give me, give me Romanov. I, I'll take Romanov on this one. I, I, I like some Romanov here. Uh, I, I think we're going to be okay on this one. All right, that takes us to the main event of the evening. This is a nice short little podcast, guys. We're just going to kind of get through this. 
I taped all these fights, uh, mostly all these fights. There, there are some spots I like here. Last week, what a great week. We had bare knuckle. Uh, if you guys saw the Conor Tierney uh, disqualification, what the fuck was that? That's crazy. There was just a couple bad beats. Uh, the Conor Tierney one just drives me nuts. He's winning the whole fight, drops the guy. He gets dropped with 50 seconds left, stands up fine, and they're like, nope, waved it off. Stopped me from like a six-figure week. That's it's insane, but... We live, we learn, we move on. We're grateful for what we have. I had a nice week. I got a nice little new timepiece, little Omega. Just released one, so whatever. It is what it is. All right, that takes us to the main event of the evening. We have Peter Yan versus Marab Dwavashvili. Uh, I'm a big Peter Yan guy. I love Peter Yan. I, I still have two, uh, two Peter Yan cards if anyone wants to buy them. Uh, I will be selling. No, maybe I'll hold on to them. But I love me some Peter Yan. Um, I just read this guy on uh, on Instagram. You guys should go follow him. Brawler Bible. Uh, posts really cool pictures, really cool things about a lot of the fighters. Uh, the way he said it was that Peter Yan makes uh, makes basics look flashy and uh, flashy look like second instinct, like he's done it his whole life. And I would agree with that. Man, the guy is, is so freaking good. His striking, his counters, his reads are incredible. He's like a little, little mini physique. I, I just love what he does. Grappling-wise, he's very good too. Great takedown defense, uh, good stand-ups. Now, I know you're going to point to the fights with Al Jones. Yeah, well, it wasn't great there. You're, you're right. The problem was it was great, and then he turns his back and then gets his back taken, and his back defense might not be the best, but his stand-ups are really good. Uh, he's game. He's want to be in your face. I love him here in a five-round fight against Marab. I know Marab, much is, uh, much is due about his uh, takedown defense, but... And even in the Marlon fight, I thought he kind of slowed down a little bit. I know he'll dig deep and, and push a pace and go takedown for takedown. But what happens when the takedown's not working? I know he does swing big bombs, but Peter Yan has to be ready for that. And I know he's going to be ready for that. You know, I, I, uh, I don't see Marab getting a million takedowns here and, and holding him down each and every time. Right? He might get three or four takedowns, but I think Peter's back up. And that's the big difference between Marab and, uh, and Aljo is the jiu-jitsu. It's funny, in this world, jiu-jitsu counters wrestling and wrestling counters jiu-jitsu. And they work inversely all the time. Uh, you know, you get one move that's so good in jiu-jitsu and then the wrestler comes and goes, no, this is how we get out of it. Easy, right? And the wrestler shoots this crazy takedown, blah, 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 and gets countered by jiu-jitsu. That's always how it works. Uh, I, I think the guys who can wrestle and do jiu-jitsu like Aljo, that's a real rarity in the sport. Guys who, he wasn't the greatest college wrestler, but he wrestled at a high level for the grand you know, scheme of things. And then he added great jiu-jitsu on top of that. Whereas Marab is, to me, a little more one-dimensional. He's a cardio, I'm in-your-face guy, and I'm going to wrestle a million, you know, a million miles an hour for the entire duration of the fight. Now we got five rounds against one of the best guys in the world and Peter Yan. Give me some Yan. All day, every day. I'm going to take Yan. Good sprawling brawl. Beat him up. Break him down. I love some Peter Yan here. So... All right, guys, that was a quick one. 23 minutes. See what happens when uh, we don't have the chatty Kathy oil tycoon here. Time flies, and we're having fun. Um, that's all for me, guys. Uh, I know Santino will put up breakdowns on the Patreon. We will still do things as normal. Uh, go join the Patreon. Go join the Discord. Uh, we started really rough this year, guys. Really, really rough. The last two weeks has been so good that it brought us back... Uh, back from the grave and now we're having a good year so i just moved into my house i got a lot of stuff done around here and uh yeah that money helped me i got a nice little 
little timepiece, little watch. So um, yeah, guys, go sign up, go join the community. It's a really great community. You can spend as as many hours as you want on there. Everyone's chatting. We have people from all over the world. Um, all right, yeah, Santino will be back next week. We'll be uh, we'll be back to business as usual. If there, I don't know if there is an event next week. Maybe we have next week off. Good because we're both sick. All right, guys, thanks. Peace. <laughs>